0: All right, everybody. Session 1.2 of Acts of Worship. We're here. We're ready to talk about prayer. We're diving right into this thing. Prayer is a big one. There's a lot to do with this. So we're going to be reading out a lot of scriptures. I'm going to read some of them all the way through some of them. I'm just going to give you the addresses and say what they pertain to. And you can go look that up, kind of do some of that study time on your own. But before we jump into prayer, I just wanted to say one quick thing, um, which was, you know, we usually refer to scripture as the living word of God. And I want you to keep that in mind as we go throughout these acts of worship because. We're going to read scripture after scripture. Some of you may have heard a thousand times. Some of you may have never heard it at all. And you may hear it next week or tomorrow or, or Sunday whenever we're up there uh, you know, ministering and teaching again. And and the reason that I, I want to bring that up, that it's the living word of God, because the living thing, it, it grows inside of us. And as we grow as people in spirituality, then we look at a scripture and the same scripture we saw a year ago or two months ago or, or three minutes ago sometimes even for me, uh, it, it happens where you look at it and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that. So keep that in mind just in all these different things that, that, um, that we're talking about here as we talk about prayer and as we move through the rest of these uh, different different acts of worship. So let's jump right in here. I want to read scripture from Isaiah 56, 7. It says this. It says, Even them will I bring into my holy mountain, and I will make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. A couple of things I want to emphasize real, real quick right here, which is called. If you refer back to session 1.1, that should mean something to you. And for all people, and that's exactly what it is. You know, The church is meant to be a house of prayer, a, a a rehabilitation center for people to come into and get healed and made whole through prayer, through through all kinds of other acts of worship, through the message, through, through the music, whatever it is, it's for all people. Um, and that's a really key thing that's pointed out here in Isaiah. And then in Matthew 21, 13, Jesus actually quotes this. Um, Jesus is having a, a quite an in, interesting interaction with some people in the in the synagogues there or their version of church back in the day. Uh, so definitely look at that one. That's an interesting story there. And that's uh, Matthew 21, uh, 13 is the scripture where he actually quotes that. But back up a little bit. It's always good to back up when you're reading scripture. So what does pray mean? So the word pray or prayer means to offer a sacrifice, um, or it means to address or to petition uh, God. Like you maybe would petition uh, the government or a senator or something like that to do something, to take action upon. Um, so here's a key thing, guys. Prayer is an out loud thing. Because some people say, well, I pray in my head. Well, yeah, sort of. But that's really getting into something else that Scripture talks about called meditation, another form of worship that we're not really going to discuss in this. And meditation is is the more in your head thing, it's kind of the action of replaying something over and over and over and over again. Keeping focus and keeping it in the front of your mind. Uh, we see this in lots of scriptures. Psalms 1 1 says, You know, uh, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. i um, quoting this off of memory here, so I apologize if I get it a little bit wrong. But, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night, day and night, just thinking about this. So that is meditation. Prayer is an out loud thing, it is a conversation with God that you're having. Um, unlike what we were talking about with the, with the speech of our last session there, that was about you know us to each other and us to ourselves. That was also verbal act of worship, but that verbal act of worship was to tell each other and to strengthen each other. Prayer is the conversation um, to God. There's a quite a big difference if I was talking to someone about my wife than if I'm talking to my wife. Uh, there's a very different level of conversation that happens there, right? So that's the difference between prayer and what our last act of worship was, which was, was just to, to verbally uh, praise God, right? So let's go in here. Prayer is mentioned all over Scripture, and Jesus actually mentions it uh, almost. is probably the most, the one person that mentions it the most is actually Jesus. It's like he's either talking about God, the Father, or he's talking about prayer. So these could be some pretty important things. So, Let's look at another scripture here, okay? This is kind of telling us how we pray. We can call these some little quick pointers on things we need to think about as we're praying um, to God here. And it's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and it says, Rejoice evermore, and then verse 17 says, And pray without ceasing. Um, so let's look at this without ceasing, because sometimes we think of this ceasing, and we think, oh, if you never stop praying. No, that that word ceasing there actually means without omission. Don't ever omit an opportunity or a chance to pray. You know, I do this a lot, where I sit down for for a meal. You know, and uh, used to we'd always pray before our meals. You know, that that don't omit that opportunity to pray. Don't omit that opportunity to give thanks and to petition God and to to have that conversation with Him. Um, when you're sitting down for a meal or whatever it is. Again, it's not, it's not about the religion side of it. It's just about the heart matter. That's what you're going to see played out through this as we look at some of this. So um, let me give you another scripture. Like I said, I'm going to quote off quite a few of them here pretty quickly. We're going to read quite a few scriptures in this because this is a uh, quite well-known passage. It's uh, Luke 11:1, 1, and this is uh, basically where Jesus is about to teach how to pray. So let's look at this real quick. It says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, uh, when he ceased, now don't get caught up here. The word ceased does not mean when he omitted. This word ceased actually means when he stopped, uh, when he quit. So a little bit of a different translation in English, but uh, it actually means uh, when he when he quit praying, uh, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples to pray. And he, being Jesus, said unto them, when you pray, say, and this is where he starts the Lord's prayer. He said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those uh, who have sinned against us. Some versions say that are indebted to us, uh, kind of same translation there. And lead, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So this is kind of an outline. This is what Jesus is kind of showing. Now, some people took this as pray these exact words, and you definitely can. Jesus said it's probably not a bad thing to do, right? Right. But there's a key thing here to, to look at real quick, which is this is kind of an outline, right? It's kind of like how some things you should do. So what is the first thing he does? He addresses the Father. He addresses God and says, hallowed be thy name, or holy is your name, right? That's the first thing he's doing is giving that praise to God. He's using the first act of worship of, this, of the speech and, and, and taking it and saying, now I'm turning it into prayer, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with giving you honor and glory first. And then I'm going to ask something very specific That's what Jesus says. Jesus has something very specific. He says, thy kingdom come. Kingdom means the way a king does things or, or the way he wants it done. So your kingdom, the way God wants it done, come to earth as it already is in heaven. Again, we're going to look at this. This is a heart thing. Why? Before we go into any petitioning or addressing, we're saying, God, you're holy. We're focusing on who he is and what he wants to do and his will in our lives. That's a key aspect of prayer here, right? And it says, give us this day, our daily bread. Um, my grandmother recently said this. and you know, She said, sometimes God can't show us the whole picture because if he did, we'd get scared. So he just has to give us and feed us bit by bit daily bread. Not necessarily the whole week's plan, the whole month's plan, the whole year's plan, life's plan. Sometimes he's feeding it to us little by little because if we knew the whole plan he had, he has great plans for us. If we knew that, we'd probably get scared and freak out a little bit. So daily bread. And then forgive us and let us forgive others. We're going to see this as a trend in the next scripture we read. And then lead us not into temptation but deliver us uh, from evil. Now Mark eleven twenty four. 24 is Jesus talking again? And he says, This, he says, Therefore, I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you uh, believe that receive them, and you shall have them. So basically, you pray it, believe it with your heart. Again, we're looking at a heart matter here, guys, when it comes to the prayer. It's not the exact words you say, it's the heart matter intent. And that's what Jesus is showing us throughout these. So then we go, and and in verse 25, right here, this is Mark 11 25, it says, and when you stand praying, forgive, if ye have ought against any, anyone, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. So forgive anyone. When you're praying, forgive them, because God has already can, can forgive you at that moment. But watch this in, in chapter uh, in chapter 11, verse 26 right here. It says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven, forgive of your trespasses. That's a pretty, uh, pretty bold statement there. I want that kind of to sink in for you. You can uh, continue to read on through Mark right there. But forgiveness, again, that's in the heart. It's not the words you say, it's not the physical action. The physical action is causing your body to come into submission and humble itself to what the Spirit needs. The Spirit needs God's way of doing things, and the Spirit needs to have the right heart position. God, the right heart posture, if you will. Okay, so we're going to read uh, another scripture. And like I said, i got about 10 more for you guys. I'm almost wrapping up here. Uh, but Psalms 34, or sorry, Psalms 37, verse four says this, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. But I want you to think about the scripture sometimes and think, oh, he's going to give me what I desire. But I'd like to flip that on its head a little bit in, in, in looking at it from the perspective of, the right heart posture or position in prayer is delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you desires in your heart. He will put desires in there. And that way, when we look back at Mark 11, 24, which it says, believe it and pray it and you will have the desires that you have. Oh, wait, if our heart is right, then God's putting those desires and we are fulfilling his kingdom in that moment. I hope that makes sense for you guys. So, Look at it as he gives me the desires when I ask for his kingdom, his way of doing things. He puts desires in my heart that I want and I desire. And then when I pray, I'm praying with the right heart posture, and thus my desires come. So it's an interesting point of prayer. So what else can prayer be used for? Let's, let's just hit a couple of things here. Like I said, prayer is a big one, guys. Uh, so there's, uh, it's to give thanks. You can pray to give thanks. Um, there's intercession. Prayer. Um, we we talk a lot about this at churches a lot. To intercede means to to speak on the behalf of. I'm gonna just rattle off a couple of scriptures. We're gonna put them right here for you. Um, that's Matthew 5:44. This talks about uh, praying for people that you really kind of dislike. That again, that forgiveness trend is coming back here. We've got Luke 10:2, which is to pray for labors. It says the harvest is plenty, but labors are few. We need people to, to pray. We need people to get on their knees and pray for, um, for, for each other and, and for people to come in so we can see the work that God needs done for his kingdom to come. And then we have Romans 8, 27. And this one also talks about inter, uh, interceding on behalf of someone else. Uh, and this is the spirit actually interceding for us. There's a great couple of scriptures right there about that. So interceding is one. Giving thanks is one. Um, you can pray for yourself. You know, if you're in need, this is where that petition comes. is God help? What do I need? But again, when we, we do that, it needs to be in the right heart motive. And Mark eleven twenty two, 22, um, which starts off right before that eleven twenty four, 24 there, um, kind of tells us a little bit more about that. So you can check that one out. You can also use prayer to encourage yourself. This is where speaking in tongues comes into play very heavily. Uh, and... This is a whole nother subject of prayer that we don't really have time to get into, um, but it's definitely a topic that we're going to get back into. But I highly recommend to go to First Corinthians, the whole chapter 13 and the whole chapter 14 gives us a really great outline and understanding about spiritual gifts and about speaking in tongues specifically. So that's 1 Corinthians 13 through 14. Now, the other thing you can do is pray for wisdom. This is something that you see repeated throughout a scripture is to pray for wisdom, pray for spiritual knowledge, pray for guidance. Again, for His kingdom to come, for His will to be done, and you can find that in several scriptures. But the one I wanted to point out was uh, Colossians one nine uh, talks about pray without ceasing for wisdom, for spiritual knowledge and understanding. Um, that's a key thing for prayer. Prayer is a big piece of, of of an act of worship that we need to do here. Again, if you look through all this, it's all about the heart motive for for when Jesus is talking, when all when the disciples are talking. Prayer is always down to the heart motive. Just like all these acts of worship, it's about humbling ourselves and, and and bringing the Spirit more to life, to where His Spirit can work in us and His will can be done. And that's what Jesus is showing us here. Um, I wanted to, to point out something here that He says, Jesus says this in Matthew 6, verse 7. He says, but when you pray, do not use vain, repetitious prayers. Again, if you refer back to session 1.1 to be vain, to be empty, let's not be... Uh, just the image of God, let's be the likeness, let's have his character in it. Uh, let's not do it vain. you know as the heathens do for they think that they shall be heard much speaking. talks about wanting to pray in front of people instead of trying to make a show of it instead of letting it be that conversation between you and God. And kind of you know the last thing I want I want to leave us here on this is uh, I'm going to put up uh, several scriptures here. Kind of after this is over, just leave them on the screen for a minute so you can actually go through and uh, look at it. Because it talks about all different types of postures. You don't have to pray with your hands together. You don't have to bow your head. Uh, There's scriptures that talk about standing with outstretched hands. So raising hands, which is uh, one of the the acts of worship we're going to get to. It talks about kneeling. It talks about standing, setting, bowing, um, falling on the ground, lifting your eyes. Uh, You know, all of these are different Postures, if you will, of prayer. So the physical body obviously is not the not the issue. It's less of a posture of your body and more of a posture of the heart that prayer is about. Um, And I want to leave us just with that one last Isaiah 56, 7, which is his house shall be called a house of prayer. And sometimes I think we need to ask ourselves: are our houses a house of prayer? In your home with your family? That's what I challenge you, is let it be known and let it be called, established.